Welcome to the Murder Minute podcast. Today, the story of Fred and Rosemary West. But first, some true crime headlines. Jury selection began this week in the trial of Michael Haim, who stands accused of the murder of his wife Bonnie in 1993. Bonnie Haim vanished from her Florida home in January of that year, just weeks before she had planned to leave her husband and start a new life with her young son, Aaron, who was three years old at the time of her disappearance. 48 hours after her disappearance, Aaron told a CPS worker that Daddy hurt Mommy. But investigators were never able to find any evidence to support his claim. Because Bonnie Haim's body had not been found, police decided not to charge Michael Haim with her murder, fearing that the lack of evidence would make it too difficult for a jury to reach a guilty verdict. Aaron, who was adopted by another family and took their name, won a wrongful death settlement against his biological father and took ownership of the family home, which he used as a rental property before beginning renovations in 2014. During those renovations, as they excavated an area near the backyard pool, Aaron found a human skull wrapped in plastic. The skull was later confirmed to be the remains of his mother, Bonnie. Michael Haim was finally charged and is now on trial facing the charge of second-degree murder. He has pleaded not guilty. An 11-year-old boy stands accused of second-degree murder in the shooting deaths of a New Hampshire couple last month. The couple, James and Lizette Eckert, had relocated to the rural town of Alton in 2012 in search of a quieter life for themselves and their three children, a biological daughter and two adopted sons. The couple, described as independent and self-sufficient by neighbors, homeschooled their children, raised chickens, and were involved in their local community. Though police have not confirmed the identity of the accused killer, sources familiar with the case confirm that the 11-year-old shooter was one of the two sons of the Eckerts adopted from Russia as toddlers. Because of his young age and the nature of the crime, police have declined to comment further on the case at this time. The charred remains of a missing Staten Island school teacher were found this week, wrapped in plastic and concealed in a storage unit. Her estranged husband and his pregnant girlfriend have been charged with her murder and the botched cover-up. Michael Camarada, 42, and his co-defendant Aisha Agia, 41, are believed to have met two years ago when Michael's wife Janine was teaching Agia's daughter. Police believe that Janine was killed when she reluctantly agreed to meet with her estranged husband in his apartment in Queens, just days before their divorce proceedings were scheduled to begin. It is believed that Aegea was present in the apartment at the time of the killing and participated in the attempt to burn Janine's corpse and conceal it within the storage unit. It is also believed that the two children Michael and Janine shared were along in the car as Janine's charred remains were transported to the storage unit where she would later be found. The accused are being held without bail. And those are your true crime headlines. Coming up after the break, Fred and Rosemary West. For True Crime Anytime, download the Murder Minute app on the App Store and follow us on Instagram at Murder Minute. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set 
with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 8989 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 8989. Enjoy! Fred and Rosemary West are responsible for the murders of at least 12 young women between 1967 and 1987 in Gloucester, England. At least eight of them were murdered purely for sexual gratification by being tortured, mutilated, and raped. Their bodies were often dismembered and buried in the cellar or the garden of the house. When the murders were revealed, many came to call their Cromwell Street home House of Horrors. Fred was born on September 29, 1941. He was the oldest of six siblings, three boys and three girls. Fred claimed that he was introduced to incest and bestiality at an early age by his parents and credits this early exposure to his insanity and viciousness. However, some of his brothers have come forward to deny this claim. By the time Fred was 17, he was known for being incredibly aggressive and groping random women he found attractive. His aggression only got worse because, at the same age, Fred was involved in a motorbike accident that caused him to fracture his skull and break an arm and a leg. The accident made him prone to fits of rage. His rage led him to grope more women, and one punched him and caused him to fall down two flights of stairs. Many have said that this further worsened his brain injury and may have contributed to his crimes. In 1961, his 13-year-old sister Kitty told their mother that Fred had raped and impregnated her. The case went to trial but fell apart. However, Fred's relationship with his family came to a bitter end. In September 1962, Fred married a young woman named Catherine Bernadette Costello, who happened to be pregnant with another man's baby. That child, Charmaine, was born in 1963, and a second daughter, named Anna Marie, was born to the couple in 1964. While home, the two girls had limited freedom as they were confined to their beds. Fred was having several affairs, with at least one resulting in a child. His wife, too, began having an affair with a man named John McLaughlin, who often got into physical encounters with Fred over his violent treatment of Catherine and their children. In 1965, it's likely he began sexually abusing Charmaine. While Catherine attempted to escape her husband, the plan failed. Ultimately, Catherine separated from Fred, but he maintained custody of the kids. Meanwhile, their 18-year-old nanny, Anne McFall, fell pregnant with Fred's child. In 1967, while eight months pregnant, she disappeared. However, in June 1994, her dismembered remains were found buried beneath a cornfield. It's safe to assume that she was another victim of Fred West. In early 1969, Fred met Rosemary Letts at a bus stop, who at the time was 15 years old. After much convincing, Rosemary agreed to date Fred and be a nanny to his two children. This initially caused a great deal of disharmony with her family, who continuously tried to separate them. However, she continued to meet him even after she was placed in a home for troubled teenagers. Ultimately, her family disowned her, leading to her relationship with Fred becoming even stronger. When she was 16, Rosemary gave birth to the couple's first child, Heather Ann. Shortly after, Fred was imprisoned for six and a half months for tire theft 
With Fred in prison, Rose was responsible for looking after all three children. Anna Marie West has come forward and said that during this period of time, all three children were severely beaten by Rose. However, Charmaine refused to react or submit to Rose's violence and would always talk back no matter how badly she was beaten. On June 15, 1971, Rose brought their three children to prison to visit Fred. That day is the last known sighting of Charmaine. Although never proven, it's widely speculated that Rosemary murdered her around this time. When people did inquire about Charmaine and her whereabouts, Rosemary would tell them that she went to live with her mother. This was not true, and it was later discovered that Rosemary buried Charmaine's body in the coal cellar of their home, but she was later reburied by Fred in their yard. In 1971, Catherine, Charmaine, and Anna Marie's mother visited their home to ask about her children. However, she was never seen alive again, but her body was later found buried beside some trees in a wooded area called Yew Tree Coppice at Letterbox Field. Fred and Rosemary took their relationship a step further and got married at the beginning of 1972. On the form for the marriage, Fred listed himself as a bachelor, even though he was technically married to Catherine. No one knew she was dead. On June 1st, 1972, Rosemary gave birth to their second child, May June West. Shortly afterwards, Rosemary began work as a prostitute and was involved in multiple affairs with both men and women. After the discovery of her new line of work, her father began having sex with her himself. Rosemary birthed eight children, but it's known that at least three of them were not Fred's. The children were subject to very strict rules inside the home and were beaten when they disobeyed. With the household becoming increasingly more abusive, Fred and Rosemary forced Anna Marie to begin prostituting herself at 13 years old. In 1972, Rosemary and Fred hired 17-year-old Carol Owens to be their nanny. She quit after an intense argument, but the couple tricked her into returning to the home. Once she arrived, she was drugged and sexually assaulted. Unlike many of their victims, she managed to escape and survive the attack, but was unable to bring herself to testify in court, leading to the West walking free. A few months later, the couple killed 19-year-old Linda Goh. Linda's mother visited the place to search for her daughter, but Rosemary informed her that she moved away from the area. Rosemary was wearing Linda's clothing during this conversation. Her body was later found beneath the garage. It was discovered that she had been suspended from the ceiling with her mouth taped shut and a straw placed in her nose so she could breathe while they took advantage of her. It is unknown what the exact cause of her death was, but enough evidence was gathered to determine that she was either suffocated or strangled. As with most of their victims, some of her body parts were missing. The police believed that the West kept them as souvenirs. Their next victim was Carol Ann Cooper, who was 15 when Fred abducted her at a bus stop. She was put through the same torture as Linda Go by being suspended from the ceiling. Her body was later dismembered and buried in the West Cellar. Over the next 17 months, four more victims were murdered in a similar fashion. Evidence suggests that the murders became increasingly more brutal each time. One of their oldest victims was 21-year-old Lucy Catherine Partington, who was also abducted from a bus stop. Unlike other victims, Lucy was kept alive for several days while being tortured. 
Next was another 21-year-old named Teresa Siegenthaler, who the West picked up while she was hitchhiking. The West continued their rampant murder spree with 15-year-old Shirley Hubbard. When her body was discovered, her head was completely wrapped in tape with a three-inch tube inserted to let her breathe. Their next two victims were 18-year-olds Juanita Marion Mott and Shirley Ann Robinson. Shirley Ann Robinson was a fellow prostitute. It is suspected that Rosemary killed Shirley out of jealousy for becoming pregnant with Fred's baby. In 1979, the West hired 16-year-old Allison Chambers as a nanny for their children. It wasn't long until they made her one of their victims. Her body was later found buried in the West Garden. In 1987, Heather West disappeared. Rosemary and Fred told their children she had run away from home. Later, it was revealed that the couple would joke with their children that if they acted badly, they would end up under the patio like Heather. It seemed as if the West would continue to get away with their heinous crimes. However, things came crashing down for the couple in 1992. One of their children informed the parents of a friend that her father had repeatedly raped her. The parents anonymously informed the police who searched the West's home. Upon their search, they found child pornography as well as evidence of abuse. The children were immediately taken away from Fred and Rosemary and placed in foster care. In February of 1994, the police inquired about Heather's whereabouts after Fred and Rose continuously changed their story as to what had happened to their daughter. The police, suspicious, obtained a search warrant for the house. Fred immediately admitted to having killed Heather in a fit of rage and cut up her body and buried it under the patio, just as he had joked about with his children. The police confirmed Fred's admission and found Heather's body. However, they found the remains of two more bodies, which led to a wider search of the property. Fred and Rosemary were both arrested. Although there was an overwhelming amount of evidence, Rosemary denied any knowledge of the murders. On January 1, 1995, Fred asphyxiated himself with bits of blankets and tags that he stole from the prison's laundry service. He did write a suicide note with a picture of a grave on it that read, In loving memory, Fred West. Rose West, rest and peace where no shadow falls. In perfect peace, he waits for Rose, his wife. Rose was later charged with 10 counts of murder. She immediately appealed all 10 counts, but the Court of Appeals refused to consider her application to be heard. Rose was given a whole life tariff and is currently an inmate in HMP Low Newton Prison in Brasside, Durham, England. She still claims she's innocent. For true crime anytime, download the Murder Minute app or follow us on Instagram at Murder Minute.